I wanted to tell you about the, the when are we pouring the cup of Elijah? When usually people pour the cup of Elijah by the beginning of the Seder. They fill up the cup and then they pour the cup of Elijah right in the beginning to remember why we pour the cup of Elijah because we want to remember that we want to welcome Elijah to our house. Why we are welcoming Elijah to our house? Because it's written in the end of the Bible. The last chapter of the of the whole Bible, the whole books of the whole uh, prophet, it's written that Elijah is going to come and tell us that Moshe, that the, um, tell, let us know, give us, bring us good tidings about the great day. The great day is the coming of Moshiach. Pesach, because it's the day that the Jewish people were, uh, because this is the day, Pesach is the day that we first came out from Egypt. That for the same reason, that was the night of redemption. Then we, we tell God, what could be a better day to redeem us, to take us out from Egypt than today? Then sent us Moshiach today. We, are, we want to show him that we are so much awaiting Moshiach that we do something tangible. In Judaism, we never do just things. We never just talk about things. We do tangible things. When we want to remember the bitterness of the Jews in Egypt, we eat Maror. We want to remember the Exodus, we eat Matzah. We do things. And, and Rosh Hashanah, we want to have a sweet year. We take the apple and we dip in the honey. We are, me, we are a nation of action. Then the same thing is here. We fill up a cup of wine and we tell God, bring us Elijah. We, will have, we are ready to be everything for him a cup of wine. Then the custom in Chabad is not to fill up the cup of Elijah in the beginning, but to keep the, fill up the cup of Elijah later uh, after the meal. Why? Then there is, we can say, there is one explanation. Maybe I said it last week, but I'll say it again. I don't remember what I say to whom over so many classes. Then I will say to you, and you ain't, if you heard it before, I'm sorry. There is a, there, we have a custom on Shabbat, on Friday night, we sing Shalom Aleichem Malachi Asharet. Angels, we are welcoming the angels on Friday night. Every Friday night we're welcoming the angels. Why are you welcoming the angels? We are, we are, uh, we, we, we have, we, the, uh, because we, two, the Talmud tells us that two angels are coming Friday night and, uh, and one a good angel and a bad angel. And if the house is in peace, if the husband and wife getting along, the good angel says, may it be like this next week. And the bad angel must, is forced to answer amen. And if, they, if there is a fight in the home on Friday night, the good, the bad angels say, may it be like this next week, and the good angels forced to answer amen. That's why Friday night, it's, that's why we light candles Friday night, that the candles should bring peace in the home, because that's the real reason why we light candles, because if the husband will come home late, and it's a dark, in the days before electricity, and there is no candles, and he will stumble on something, and he will fall, who is he going to blame? His wife. Will be a big fight. That's why the cost, the Jewish law said, for shalom, for shalom bite, for peace in the home, the mitzvah of lighting candles for peace in the home. Then how when we say that we say the song, the song is Shalom Aleichem, welcome angels. The second paragraph begins with the word Boachem le Shalom. Thank you for coming. The third paragraph says, Baruchuni le Shalom, bless me, angels. 
This last paragraph says, Tetchem Shalom, goodbye angels. Why we say all this for? We say, we ask him, thank you for coming, bless me, goodbye. And the question is, why we say goodbye angels before the meal? If two angels came to visit your house, keep them. And one of the explanation is, famous explanation, then because angels cannot eat, then it's not respectful and it's not polite to eat in front of somebody you cannot eat. Even angels don't eat and they are not hungry. Still, it's a message for us, a lesson for us, that you don't eat something that another person cannot eat. You don't eat in front of a vegetarian a good steak because it's not, it's not respectful. You know you cannot participate, you cannot be a part of it. What do you mean you're eating in front of him? The same thing you say, that's why before the meal, we say goodbye angels. I had another explanation says that when a Jew makes a prayer, makes a, makes a mitzvah, an angel is jealous. That we don't, before that, we, we, are, we are on a higher level when we do a mitzvah than, 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 than the angel. But maybe this is the reason also, the explanation, why we invite Elijah after the meal. We need Elijah for the end of the meal. We, we, at the same time when we open the door for Elijah, for the coming of Moshiach, because we need them for after the meal, for the second part of the Agada, that's why when we invite them, we invite them only, we, we put the, the cup after the meal, after we finish eating. Only then we invite the angel, because Elijah is an angel. But the real reason why we invite them after the meal, why we put the cup of Elijah after the meal, why we do, why we open the door to Elijah after the meal, is because the second part of the Agada is about the future. That's what he said before. The first part is about the past. The second part is about the future. Then before we talked about Moses and the Exodus and the ten plague and the splitting of the sea and, and the suffering of, of the Maror and the eating of the Matzah being rushed out of Egypt, that was the past. And now we're turning the pages and we're talking about the future. And we are the, the link between the past, and the, the past and the future. Everyone needs to understand it. We are the link. We are the, in the, the long chain of Jewish history, of Jewish tradition. It's the past and the future, and who's in the middle? Who connects the past and the future? Me and you. Every one of us, in every generation, we're sitting by the Seder, is the link because of, because between the past and the future. We will make sure that there's going to be a future. Just as the Jewish women in Egypt made sure that, there is, that, that because they had children and they didn't lose up, they, they, there was a future, there was somebody to go, was a new generation to go out from Egypt. The same thing in our generation. We have to make sure that there is a Jewish future. There is other Jewish children and we make sure our, our, we already had children, our children and our grandchildren, they should continue the Jewish tradition. And then we can make sure, and that's why, what do you say by the end of the Seder? After we do the other part of the Hallel, after we say, Odul Hashem Kitov, Kilo Olam Chazdo, for God is, a, is, is good forever. The last line of the Agada really tells us, we start from, um, this is the bread of affliction, that we came out from Egypt. We begin with Avadim Ainu. We are the slaves in Egypt. How we end the Agada? The Shana Bab Yerushalayim, next year in Jerusalem. That we start from Egypt, and we're ending in Jerusalem, when Moshiach will come. This is the old story. And we see it also not only on, on, on Pesach, we see it also, for example, the same idea on Rosh Hashanah when we blow the shofar. The shofar, why we blow the shofar? Then the, the main explanation, it's a wake-up call. 
If blow the shofar, why I'm talking about now about blowing shofar, drink your coffee with Rosh Hashanah? Because we say next year in Jerusalem twice, once by the end of Yom Kippur, after Nehile, right after the shofar blowing, and the second time we say next year in Jerusalem after the Seder. Obviously the shofar blowing of Yom Kippur and the, and, 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 and the Seder, the two next year in Jerusalem have a connection. Why do you blow the shofar? The, the first shofar, the shofar has two explanations, many explanations, but main thing is it reminds us two things. It reminds us the shofar blowing of Mount Sinai, when God came and gave us the Torah, seven weeks after we left Egypt. And it reminds us about the shofar that it's written when Moshiach will come. shofar gadol God will blow the great shofar, will hear the, the, the sound of the great shofar when Moshiach will come and redeem us from exile. That's why we say there also next year in Jerusalem, because the shofar that's after the Yom Kippur, after the whole service of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, when we blow the shofar, by the end of Yom Kippur, that's the, that's the future shofar. It's not the past shofar. And Rosh Hashanah, we remember Mount Sinai. And Yom Kippur, we remember the, the, the final redemption. That the same thing is on Pesach. We start with the Exodus from Egypt, and we end with the final redemption. Then the same thing like Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, when a Jew stands in his own city, in his own little shul, and he's blowing the shofar, is a link between the past and the future. So too, when we eat the fikoman, when we eat the matzah and the maror, we are, a, we are a link between these two. And that's what's something very, very important to remember. 